and we're back region four um so yeah we'll do yakima um yakima's got a really good team Efren johnson and william lewis dude that guy is just i mean he's he's incredible uh i i still am in like deontay martinez has done so much for this team 5.2 blocks 11 point three rebounds um somehow he's part of a 166 120 class which i don't get um because <laughs> he is way more impactful than that so maybe just i don't know <laughs> maybe it's because he doesn't have good hands and the magazines love hands for some reason uh <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm i'm not exactly sure but i like this yakima team they lost one game to los angeles in overtime every other game they've won and won pretty easily. They did lose in the uh, PNTT playoffs. Who they lose to? Um, I think they lost to Joplin um, in okay. the quarter. Uh, quarter yeah, you're part. right. You're right. You're right. Seventy-one fifty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Yakima is a solid team, uh, and I think this is probably his best team that he's had. Best chance of last year. They made it to Sweet Sixteen. I think they can make it farther this year. I really like this team. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. I think they're great. And I love Martinez. I mean, you know, I've been talking about shot blocking in a bunch of these different uh, pod, you know, region podcasts. They're at 12.1 blocks per game uh, mm -hmm. as a team. And most of that is because of Martinez, right? So they lead the nation in blocks. Not most, but, you know, he's their biggest factor. Uh, and he's got, number one you know, block in the nation. <laughs> yeah. The team is number one. Is he number one as well individually? He is. Yeah, serious, yeah, serious by by a decent margin as well. Um, so he's, he's great. Steals. Yeah, wow. Yeah, ten steals as a team, twelve blocks, twelve plus blocks. Uh, and it's not like they're bad offensively. You know, you talk about Lewis; he's good. Um, you know, their their backups can really score. Um, they, I think, give them a nice boost off the bench. So there's there's a reason this team is seventeen and one and a number one seed. You know, so. Um, I don't. I don't want to step on your toes when talking about their opponent, Odessa. But uh, suffice it to say, I don't see this as a likely competitive game. Yeah, Odessa does have a good freshman class with Miguel Dolan. Um, can pass, can play defense, uh, but you know, um, I think they're going to have a tough time. They're not a high-scoring team, and I think they're going to score a few less points than they normally do in this game. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Most most teams that play Yakima seem to. All right, let's look at the 8-9 matchup. We got the Making Gorillas, um, coached by Coach Golf Team, going against the Rockford Files, Coach Future Star. Um, Macon won Conference 8 and the tournament. Uh, Rockford lost in Conference 14, but they won the tournament. Um, Macon just kind of balanced. You got Angel Thornton, the freshman, uh, Zachary Brown, uh, man, 17.8 points. I'm um, 65.1% shooting and 7.8 assists with only 1.3 turnovers. So super efficient. They didn't play the toughest schedule. They actually struggled a little bit in the PNTT playoff or the PNTT, but they did play a rather tough schedule. Um, so that might give me a little hesitancy about them when they are now playing solid teams uh, again after not the toughest uh, regular season. But um, but they did take Louisville to overtime, so they definitely have some talent there. Um, yeah, what do you think of this team? Yeah, I mean, 
I echo a lot of the thoughts you just gave, right? I mean, not a very strong schedule after the PNTT. They went two and four in the PNTT with wins over two teams that ultimately did not make the NTT. So, you know, there's, there's reason to question this team. I don't know that they're uh, a contender to make a real deep run, but Macon has a nice tournament history, at least at, at times they, they have uh, won some games. Uh, golf team certainly knows what he's doing. Uh, you talked about Brown and, you know, how impressive he's been at point guard for them. So I, I think they're right about where you would expect an eight seed to be. Maybe, you know, this is not the kind of seed kind of team that I think we're going to be talking about at the end of this regional podcast and say, Oh, they're a sleeper. They're going to make a deep run. They're going to win three games. Um, but they're a very reasonable number eight seed. I, I think they're a, a solid NTT team. Yeah. And then their um, opponent Rockford, I mean, they got those three um, guards, uh, Posner, Rosen, and Davis. And Davis is just, and this guy's out of this world, you know, 27.2 points on 59.4% true shooting, 2.1 uh, steals per game, 1.4 blocks. He does it. I mean, does it all right? I mean, he's yeah. he's right up there. Some of the best players in the um, entire country. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, has a chance at um, yeah, league player of the year. Definitely, probably league all first team. This team's number three in points. They're number two in assists. They're number six in rebounds. Um, number six in rebound margin. Uh, yeah, they're number seven in. Um, free throw percentage. Uh, yeah, they're they're just, I mean, they're a team that scores a lot of points. Um, their opponent, you know, um, Macon, it's, it's just tough to say what they're going to do um, on a stage like this. They give up some big points to um, some really good teams. But, yeah, I think, I think they kind of mirror each other in some ways with, like, having a rough go at the uh, PNTT and then kind of getting things back together with Rockford having a little tougher of a schedule than, um, than make him with Joplin on there and stuff like that. But um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, well, to pick up on your point that they mirror each other, I mean, they're number three and four in the both over 90 points a game. So this should be a really fun one. You know, I mean, you got to expect some fireworks here. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's an even game. I really do. You know, I mean, I try to try to provide insight, right, and say, oh, here's where you should lean. This team's better than that team. Of course, I'm going to be wrong most of the time or much of the time, but uh, I also have to call it like I see it. And I really think this one's pretty down the middle. You know, they're eight, they're eight nine. You'd expect it to be an even matchup, and I, I think this one really is. Um, you know, two successful coaches. Uh, you know, Rockford has the best player in the game. Uh, in, in this individual game between these two teams and Davis, but uh, Zachary Brown is not far behind for Macon. You know, he is, he's a great point guard. Um, and it, both teams are maybe you could say a little bit stronger in the backcourt than in the front court, although Macon has a little more balance in that regard. So um, I think it's kind of a coin flip matchup. Yeah. Let's look at the next matchup. We got Montpelier, the number four seed going up against Billings. Montpelier has just had a really good season, a lot of wins. Um, they did lose to Aspen by 15 in the second out-of-conference game, and then they came back and lost to uh, Rochester in the Conference 6 championship. But, you know, it's really Dorian Garbaglia. I mean, this guy is their everything. They rely on him a lot, and they play 
really amazing defense. Um, so, uh, yeah, their their defense. Um, let's see, you know, they're I think eleventh. Or let's see, okay, they're seventh in true shooting defense. Um, you know, they're they're holding their they're holding teams to really low, um, really low numbers. They try to muck it up and uh, keep it low scoring. But, yeah, it's a solid team. And then Brian Jones, too, they rely on him quite a bit. Um, the power forward, he's kind of their secondary scorer. And then they're just hoping for enough from everybody else. Justin Peterson's improved throughout the year, too, um, doing some stuff for him. But this is really a garbaglia thing for them. Yeah, I mean, they're an interesting Don't have a ton of depth, and not as much as I'm used to seeing from this Montpelier team. I mean, I'm sure you remember a few seasons ago, right? They were in the NTT final, and I, yeah. I just was I was so impressed with the bench that they had, guys coming off the bench who, you know, should be starting for other teams. Um, and some of those guys are still there. I mean, Wyatt Tabares is a guy who was a big recruit. I, I'm a little surprised to see that he still hasn't made his way into the starting lineup, even as a senior. Um you know, it seems like they're, you know, Coach Russ is really prioritizing team defense, right? I mean, a guy like Adrian Wilkes starts at center. Um, he has uh, so little offensive production, two and a half points, but also, you know, a one to four assist to turnover ratio. But because he blocks four shots a game or four shots per 30 minutes, uh, he's in there, you know, and that has paid off for them. They they are effective. They've got their lead scorer in Garavaglia, and they just kind of try to, you know, hold on, hold you off defensively while he does his thing. And it's mostly worked. Yeah. So they're going up against Billings. And uh, Ethan Bryce has the matchup against uh, Garbaglia. He's 6'5", 20 points a game, 56.6% true shooting. I like Jesus Sumner's. Um, Sumner's 59.3% uh, true shooting, 14.8 points a game. Noah Shelby, the center. I mean, they kind of balance it out, and then they got Patrick Taylor in the middle who plays a little defense, passes, gets seven seven assists a game. Interesting team. Not crazy strength of schedule, but um, – and they kind of they had, had to like, be, Were they the last – sorry to interrupt. Were they the last at-large team in, do you know? Uh, I am not sure. I wish I could close. tell you. They, they had to be close at least. Yeah, they might have been. Yeah, I think, I think they were because 51 and 52 got in, but they had automatic bids. So, yeah, and 53 did yep. not get in. So, yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, Billings is – yeah, they're just an interesting team. They they just haven't done – they started off pretty hot, you know, winning a lot of games. And then they just haven't done well. Uh, they've lost a lot of games down the stretch. And the ones they have won – are not first great teams. Uh, they did beat Idaho Falls once, but they also lost to Idaho. So, I don't know. Um, I'm not too hyped about this team. What do you think? I agree. They're 5-6 and six in their last 11. They started 7-0, and oh, and they had a nice win over Twin Falls. But as we were just saying recently, Twin Falls was struggling at that early part in the year. You know, maybe hadn't found their groove yet. Uh, so... Some good players there. I remember uh, Summers actually in recruiting as a, as a net guy I was looking at that then was unavailable. Uh, he may have a nice career for them. He's not great defensively as the numbers bear out, so he's not exactly a star. Uh, and Montpelier, you know, doesn't have a star point guard either, but they do have a star on the team, at least in Garavaglia. And 
you know, their overall body of work is, is impressive enough for me to think that they won't have too much trouble in this one. Yeah. Let's look at the five seed. We got the Albany, the Fleet Wings, coached by Coach Redmeans, Go 31. Um, he's got a team that's pretty balanced, uh, led by their point guard, Jager Bowden. Um, 56% true shooting, 7.7 assists, only 1.8 turnovers. I also really like um, their big men, Seth Mensa and uh, Kevin Ellis. I think Seth Mensa was a pretty big recruit. He's playing pretty well, passing, defending, uh, scoring a little bit. Their number 22, 161 strength of schedule. Um, they are the number one team in offensive rebounds. That's mainly thanks to Kevin Ellis, who's number three in the whole country in that category. Um, you know, they score, they score a decent amount of points. Um, they're, they're a good rebounding team. Um, yeah, I mean, I like this team. They've, looking at their schedule, you know, I don't know. We've already talked a little bit about uh, Conference 4. How good are they, actually? Um, so... That's something that I think we can talk about. Um, they, but you know, they've taken care of business where they've had to so far. Yeah, I, I think I like this team too. You know, the recruiting rankings don't stand out, which then makes you question the team for sure. Uh, but I don't know. I think Conference Four is solid. I liked Cooperstown. I remember when I looked at them earlier in these podcasts, and Albany was right there with them. They played him twice. They beat him by three. They lost by two. So. You know, if I think Cooperstown is good, then that implies that Albany is pretty good, too. And they only have one other loss uh, to Bethlehem by 11. They don't have a great win other than that one Cooperstown win, but they just haven't had that opportunity. You know, it's one of those classic teams that's tough to evaluate because they yeah. they haven't had a lot of games against really good teams. Um, and yeah, I think this is a team that, uh, you know, could go either way. Right. They might flame out, but I would not be too surprised. Um if they, if they prove themselves legitimate in this tournament. Yeah. So they're going up against an interesting team. Um, they got uh, Ocala, the Opossum, and Ocala is pretty solid. Uh, you know, they, they're number eight in blocks, and that's mainly due to uh, Adrian Kelly. We talked, I mean, maybe this is just the blocks region because we already talked about Deontay Martinez. Um, yeah. 4.9. Uh, so and then you got Daniel Short. Uh, the senior point guard. He switched to point guard this year. He had, he has been the most efficient, uh, mainly because he's not doing great from three. But um, I like what he's doing from two. He can uh, he can light it up. Ethan Clark's a solid player too. Fifty eight percent true shooting on thirteen points per game. So uh, I mean, this team's given some different teams some problems, and you can't fault their uh, strength of schedule. They kept it close with Daytona only losing by 10. Uh, they did lose earlier by uh, 36 to Daytona. Um, they played a tough Rochester team. They um, lost to Montpelier by three earlier in the season. You know, Ann Arbor, they, they, they've played a murderer's row, you know, so uh, they're battle-tested, a lot more battle-tested than Albany, that's for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. They, they got a nice win over um, Duluth as well, another NTT team in the regular season and Fremont, which, which made the NTT by winning conference 27's regular season. So yeah, it's very, it's a contrast in terms of strength of schedule. You know, you, you look at the numbers and it just shows 161 for Albany and 61 for Ocala. It doesn't sound like a huge difference, but 
that's because Ocala's played some teams in the deep 200s, you know, so that's going to, that, you know, bring down their strength of schedule, but they have played some good teams, uh, most notably Daytona twice. Uh, you know, you, you, if you want to be optimistic and make the case for Ocala, you say, okay, Daytona's awesome. Nobody has beaten them. You throw out those games. Uh, and then they have three other losses, one of which is in double overtime to a very good Rochester team. And then the other were, you know, close games to decent teams that are in the PTT. So, you know, again, as we've been saying throughout this region, it's not as if Ocala is the kind of team where you go, wow, I can't believe they're only a 12 seed. You know, they're going to run through their first yeah. few games, but they're good. And you mentioned Kelly, second in the nation in blocks as a freshman behind only another freshman who's in this region in Martinez. It's very interesting that two freshmen are the top two in the country in blocks and they're both in this region. Um, I think that's going to certainly make them tough. Um, you know, I, I, I think I like Albany a bit more just because they have, they've won these games through the season. They haven't played great teams, but I don't know. There's something about them where I, I feel like they may, they may prove themselves to, to have what it takes, but you know, it, it's, it's hard to predict given who they've played so far. And Ocala yeah. clearly, ha clearly has the talent to pull what would be a seeding upset. I am shocked. I was like just looking at Ocala's schedule and Clearwater's one in 17. Oh, wow. I did not know that. And I was looking at it. That's amazing. Where's Coach JD? We got to get him in here. Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, he's he's got a couple. I mean, he's got a good sophomore class. He's only starting yeah. one of them. Like, I, I was just shocked. <laughs> Are they tanking? It's not going to work. It's not how impact works. I'm pretty sure he knows that. <laughs> Thanks for wow. <laughs> that's amazing yeah right exactly i mean they conference uh conference 10 is pretty tough but still, okay but, but not that tough not that no, no one's right <laughs> all right let's look at the next matchup we got norman tech later gators we talked about them earlier in the um podcast you were saying the coach doesn't quite believe in these guys um so it's like do i believe in them i don't know okay. Uh, but you know, they're 17 and one, they're winning, right? Uh, they lost that game to Gulf Shores, they lost earlier to Providence and Sioux City. But since then, they've they've taken care of business, and it's not like they've had close games or anything, like they've been beating teams pretty handily. And I don't know, Conference 24, they only got one other team in, but they beat uh Omaha three times, and the rest of their teams, it's like they're not bad, but they're not good either. So, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Uh, this team's this team's solid. They're winning their games, right? And uh, you look at you look at their rankings. They're number three in offensive rebound. They're number one in rebounding total um, overall. They are, yeah. That's those are the top ten statistical categories that they have. Uh, I don't know. What do you think of this team? It's hard to say. I mean, for all the reasons you gave, I mean, I, you know, and I, I should, I shouldn't overstate how much coach strategy has doubted his team. Right. Cause throughout the year, he said things along the lines of like, well, when we play truly top teams, we'll likely struggle as we did against Gulf Shores. But coming into this tournament, he did say recently in a post a couple of days ago that he likes their chances of getting to the sweet 16. Right. So, you know, that's not nothing. I mean, they're a two seed, but uh, to get to the Sweet 16 as any seed is impressive in this tournament, for sure. Uh, I don't know if that's going to provide any bulletin board material for, for Norman's opponent here. We'll see. But, uh, you know, Andre Weigand has been a part of some very successful Norman teams and is their best player now. 
Uh, you know, he's a real table setter at point guard, six and a half assists for 30 minutes and also can score 17.7 points. Um, Mitchell, his backcourt mate, scores very efficiently. Uh, the front court is nice. Lindsay blocks over four shots per 30 minutes, uh, which certainly helps. I, the thing that I wonder the most is, do they just have some kind of matchup advantage that's hard for us to see against Omaha sure. that makes them look better than they are, right? Because those three wins against a legitimate top 20 team in Omaha, that makes it seem like Norman is right where it should be as a two seed, sure. you know? But if, if for whatever reason, if that's just one matchup that's favorable for them, there's not a whole lot else on the schedule to rely on that makes you think this team is necessarily a, a top 10 uh, squad. Yeah. So they are going up against the um, number five scoring team in the country. Uh, number four in assists. Uh, you know, they they can put up points. Uh, and that's mainly thanks to Kobe Anderson. But they got a lot of solid players on this team, top to bottom. Um, they don't play the top of strength of schedule. Um, but they did win conference 17. Um, and... Uh, you know, they're just balanced. You got everyone can chip in a little bit. And then you got Kobe Anderson who likes to carry the heavy load. So it'll be interesting. I like Ken Jonas. I think he's one of the long lost Jonas brother twins or <laughs> maybe so. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah. And like, they're all, I mean, I like when you're getting 24, um, 24 assists per game to only 36, uh, field goals it's kind of nice you you just see a team that moves the ball a lot and uh they score <laughs> yeah uh well and that's consistent with something they did when they pulled off a notable upset in the tournament a while back i remember they were a 16 seed and boise mm. was a one seed and they won in the first round in that 16 116 matchup um i don't know if it looks like it might have been season 27 here yeah they won 107 95 in that 116 game. So, you know, there's some history there to suggest maybe they could do it. They've got a great scorer in Anderson. Uh, and, you know, he's got 27 points per 30 minutes. Problem for them is he was there last year. They made the NTT last year and they lost every game. Yep. They went 0 and 6. So that formula with this version of Branson and this season, it's worked enough to get them in the tournament. But if you go through their schedule and try to identify their best win, it's not easy. Uh, they didn't beat a single team in the top 100. Their best win is uh, by power ranking is against number 111, Owensboro, unless I'm missing one. And that was an overtime win. Uh, yeah. You know, they beat number 115, Madison, a couple times. Uh, you know, congratulations on that. Madison's a 14 seed in the PTT. So yeah. I don't know. To me, this game will be a continuation of Norman's Conference 24 schedule, not literally, but in terms of the type, you know, talent level that they're going against. And you know, if one thing is clear, Norman knows how to take care of business against inferior teams. Yeah. And that's a skill. <laughs> Not everyone knows how to do that. Absolutely. So next up, we got an interesting team. We got Pittsburgh, the Gamblers, too, uh, coached by Coach Pete. You know, uh, he's got a pretty solid team. Joseph Guerrero, uh, 6.3% true shooting, 25.6 points per game. That guy's a beast. Uh, I like Elijah Andreasen and James Sluice. Uh, you know, this team, this team's solid. They're number nine in true shooting percentage. 
Um, they shoot good three-pointers, eight and three-point percentage. Uh, so they, they got a few things going on. They don't play – I mean, they're in conference three. There's some solid teams. They've dropped a decent amount of those games. Lost to – I mean, it seems like every team that they've lost to is, you know, um, top 20 except for Wilkes Bar. Um, who they and lost. they're 30, that's 32, right? So, yeah, not bad. They beat Aspen by yeah thirty three, um, so that was that was a big that was a big win for them. Um, interesting team here. What do you think? I like them. I really do. For a lot of the reasons you just gave, you know, that big eighty to fifty seven win over Aspen was really impressive. Aspen top five team in the country, and then you know they've all their losses are to NTT teams, and they have some wins over these teams in the yeah. conference tournament. They beat Scranton. They beat Lancaster. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think this is. A very strong team. Some some good talent here. Um, Slus, you mentioned Guerrera has their best game score for thirty minutes. Um, I, I like them a lot. I think they could definitely be primed to make a run. So it's it's to go back to what we were saying about Norman. Norman coach has been saying all year once they play a real good team they're going to struggle, but he thinks they're going to make the Sweet Sixteen. That seems like real disrespect to this Pittsburgh team specifically uh, of of these teams in the little you know sub sub region here. Yeah, so interesting matchup, though, because they play another team that's just super efficient. Number six in points, number three in uh, true shooting percentage, number five in three-point percentage, um, number six in free-throw percentage, like number one in free-throws made. Uh, they are, I mean, <laughs> they are an offensive uh, juggernaut, one of the best teams uh, in in League 31 offensively, uh, and that's because of, Freshman William Ricky, this guy, he was a clear lead for them, and he's shooting sixty three point five percent shooting. I mean, I think in the uh, conference championship he had thirty five points on uh, twenty one shots. Um, just, just incredible. Uh, this guy, this guy's a bona fide star, and you know Jose Scroggins isn't. Uh, I mean, he's no, he's no, you know, chump either. So. They they don't play necessarily the toughest schedule, you know, but they beat Duluth uh, once and, you know, have taken care of business. I'm not impressed by their schedule. They've no. dropped. But, mm-hmm. man, these guys know how to score. Yeah, that's for sure. How, may I ask, how did you know that about Ricci? Were you involved in some way? I mean, how did he get – how did you know it was a clear lead? Um, Brad of Ann Arbor, he won- – uh. Um, he was bummed. I, and I think, yeah, uh, he, he said he's a clear lead. So, um, wow. 28 points a game in high school. That's pretty good. Clearly. Wow. He was on one of the top, uh, he was on one of the top, uh, players too. So I wanted to like get his, the teams on him and it was a clear lead for Fort Wayne. So, um, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, some really nice shooting numbers for this team. Ricci's, you know, uh, their, their best player, it appears. But Zachary Oni doesn't score that much, and he, but he's incredibly efficient when he does shoot. Yeah. And Scroggins, is, Scroggins as well. Uh, and then I'm guessing part of that efficiency comes from Caleb Hobson, the junior point guard, who's yeah. a guy who can kind of blend in a little bit when you look at the team. But I remember him as a recruit. He was a very, very talented player from Naples. Uh, yeah. I don't know what kind of tie he was, but I remember being impressed with him. As a point guard prospect, um, what'd you say? Part of the 34 33 class, so yeah, yeah, so there you go. 
but with all that said, as and, and to repeat something you said, the you know the schedule just doesn't impress. You know, I mean, the they have one top fifty win and it's against Duluth, uh, and they split with Duluth. Beyond that, you know, you know firsthand, Pueblo is a pretty good team, so beating them twice is solid. But um, you know, they're not in the NTT, so Ooh. I I don't know uh, for whatever reason they just haven't. They they score a lot, but they give up a lot of points as well. And I, I really think Pittsburgh is a legitimate contender uh, to make a run here. So I, I would favor them somewhat substantially in this game, even even though Fort Wayne has had a great offensive season. Yeah. All right. So next we got your team, um, mm-hmm. Lake City Denizens, number one in all-time wins, number one in power ranking. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you guys are led by Aaron Koski and Evan Trask, those two. You know, they come for a lot. And then – Lake Hutchinson is just incredible uh, at what he does, like defensively, passing-wise, rebounding-wise. Um, yeah, you've you got a really solid team. You've won 15-3. You've had a little bit of a trouble against Carson City. Um, but oh, hopefully uh, you don't have to play them anymore. So that's <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, I'm very, very relieved. Go ahead. Yeah, so – I mean, you got a really solid team. You've beaten some really good teams. Eugene, you've beaten twice. Um, you know, the rest of the schedule, it's like, you know, there's not anyone, like, super high, but there's also not anyone that's, like, you're not – it's not like you're playing teams in the 200s, you know. You're playing teams in the, you know, uh, 70 to 150 range for the most part. And, uh, yeah, those – I mean, those are hard to win, all of them, you know. So you've done well, earned a three seed, and uh, yeah, I feel like uh, yeah, I feel like you got a good shot. What do you think about your team? Yeah, so a couple things. Uh, that exact the thing you listed in terms of our schedule is often a red flag to me when evaluating other teams because it makes me think that we're ranked a little bit because they haven't played anybody real bad. You're right, of course. It's not as easy to beat number one fifty as it is to beat number two fifty. But at the same time, that's a game you should win, right? So, I mean, if I'm being a little cautious in evaluating my team, I, I'm concerned about that. Like, Conference 31 is actually ranked number two in the whole country right now. Uh, probably not a lot of people know that. We have the best uh, win-loss record of any conference. But, you know, based on media hype and reputation, Conference 15, for some reason, is ahead of us. Oh. Uh, no, more <laughs> more seriously, I'm sure they have some impressive non-conference wins. And I, I candidly, I don't think conference 31 is going to stay in that number two spot. Once we get all these non-conference games in the national tournaments. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I like the way we played against Eugene. I'm fine with that loss we have against Worcester. We actually beat them in the PNTT playoffs. So um, happy there. I would like to think Carson city is just one really bad matchup for us. And I, I do like the talent we have. I like our senior big guys. I like the guards. Uh, I have thought for a while that this team has the pieces to be like a legitimate team. I don't know that we've shown that yet. Um, I, I really would like to see a lot more out of Trask, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, he was supposed to be a star coming out of high school. If you take a look at his numbers, um, yeah. you could see why I would think that true shooting in particular. Uh, and that hasn't really translated. You know, he, very, very happy to have him. Uh, I'm going to miss him and Hutchinson terribly, I know. Once they're gone, they're an awesome front court duo to have, but it also one to have, you know, like one I need to capitalize on to have those guys, especially when I have, you know, Koski who 
maybe you know hasn't been as efficient this year as I would expect, but I think has the goods to to score really well and, and some decent talent other places as well. Um, so the you know short version of all this is I like the talent we have. I think we have a team that you know has the pieces to maybe make a run, but I'm not convinced yet from what we've done so far that we're necessarily going to do so. We'll we'll just have to wait and see. I guess so. Um, you got an interesting matchup. I think Hunter Morris is a really, really solid player. Um, he's going to be a tough matchup for you guys. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, senior point guard, fish uh, and shooting, two steals a game, you know, takes care of the ball. And you guys are really good at taking care of the ball. Um, you guys are one of the top teams in the country at that. Uh, this team, uh, you know, they're solid. They Conference 32 is interesting. Um, they they got two teams into the tournament, Phoenix and Albuquerque. Albuquerque doesn't hit. You look at the regular season, it's like, I don't know about them. But, um, Go back tried, to week one, though. That's where you get the good wins for them, week one. Non-conference. Week one, Mesa and Yonkers. Uh, yeah. But they had like a, you know, a rough go with like losing three straight to Madison, Tacoma, Santa Fe. Um, but they've, they've turned it on a lot more since then. So uh, they're playing a lot better. He's switching some things up. You don't know what he's going to do against you guys. Uh, he can do anything zone man. Um, but it should be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, I mean, you're still, I mean, you guys are clearly the better team. You're seated is the better team. I think you're going to pull it out. Well, I appreciate it. It's kind of you, but I don't like going against such a great coach in McMahon with a great senior point guard to boot, right? I mean, point guards can make a huge PT, and you called him out immediately, Hunter Morris, really good player. Uh, and, you know, I think this Albuquerque team is often, you know, in this kind of range, maybe not way down as a 14 seed, but um, you can see them sort of as a middling seed in the NTT. Often they'll, it feels to me like regular season, uh, by you know, game or you know in tiebreaker or something like that it's kind of a bloodbath you know they, they don't always have a great record but sometimes they'll make an ntt run like they did four seasons ago they made the elite eight um so it it's a very good team morris definitely is going to keep me up trying to game plan for him uh i don't i don't think they're uh i think they're i genuinely think they're a, yeah, i was bound to think that about any team i was going to play but I really think they, they're a good team with a really good coach and a good star player. So, uh, you know, we'll do the best we can against them. Yeah. I mean, you know, they have, they have good solid rankings, you know, they're all, you know, in that mm-hmm. little range, the 40 to 90 range. And, uh, yeah, but I think the only thing keeping me up at night is this podcast right now. So, uh, oh, you're right. You're right. We'll, we'll move it. We'll move it forward. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. Uh, um, I really like this uh, 6-11 matchup, probably more than you do, because I don't have to play them in the second round. Uh, but Well, yeah, that's if we get there, but go ahead. If you get there, which, you know, that that streak of you making it to the second round every... Or no, wait, was that low? That was Honolulu. No, that was the Locksters. He loved that streak. I just remember that, like, randomly, and I was like, oh, yeah, someone had, like, he's like, yeah, we never lose in the first round. Yeah, no, that was him. He made a big, I thought of I thought about mentioning that earlier when I was talking about their first round matchup, but that was kind of a long time ago, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long gone since then. But so this anyway, Boise, um, McKenna, Owens, uh, 
yeah, the backcourt, I think, is pretty solid. Um, you know, not the most efficient, but, you know, it's a tough schedule. They're playing some really good teams. Kaimani Newman, uh, Miguel Pena, this team, uh, they fought through. They won their Conference 21 tournament. And they got some solid ranks for a tough schedule. Um, they did lose to Aspen in double overtime. That looks like an awesome game. Then lost to Aberdeen. You know, these are these are all tough games. They didn't play the toughest schedule in the conference tournament, but, hey, you play who you play, and, um, you know, if you can get through, you can get through. So I'm not sure how many, like, great wins they have, but, um, yeah, you know, probably their best win, what, is Fargo, this Fargo game? Um, yeah, number- a, couple, a couple wins against Fargo. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, and then they might have done something in the uh, – PNTT, I'm not sure, but I mean, they have a solid team. They they might be a little overrated, though. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not going to let you say that because uh, you don't want to give them any bulletin board material, but uh, what do you think about this team? I would never say that. I would never say that. Uh, but, well, unfortunately, I think I am going to end up giving them bulletin board material. Again, if we're ever, if we're fortunate enough to get to the second round and play them. Uh, just because I foresee my liking their opponent a bit more. Yeah. I like this Boise team when we get when we get to Waterloo we can talk about that but yeah I, I think this Boise team is very solid um has you know a nice uh defensive center in Pena the freshman you know continuing that trend here in region uh the freshman who blocks some shots and, and this guy gets some nice deals as well um and they also have a power forward who blocks shots they're tough in that way and then the guards can score McKenna and Owens uh and the backup guards can score as well Martin also, you know, really nice numbers off the bench. So it's certainly a good team. They they don't have that signature win, but they have a number of pretty solid, decent wins, right? You know, they beat Aurora, team that's, you know, ranked 60th. They beat Clemson uh, pretty handily, team that's ranked 80th. So, um, you know, they're right there. Uh, who knows whether they're really a top 20 team? I don't know. But certainly they've had some decent NTT success in the last few years, too. They finished ninth in last year's NTT, you know, Sweet 16, and then they won every game after they lost, uh, so 5-1 and one NTT. And they were in the NTT title game when the current seniors were freshmen, so Owens and Tinsley. And admittedly, I don't know off the top of my head whether those guys were starting at that time. Uh, quickly looking, it looks like they, they played a role on the team, at least Owens and Tinsley both played some somewhat significant minutes. So, yeah, it's a battle-tested team in that regard. Yeah. And their opponent, I mean, they have just as much talent as anybody in the whole league. Uh, like, these classes are insane. 7'6", 6'2", 42", 3'8", 18'24", Estrada. Yeah, they're number, they're number one in overall average, so. But I think they fell victim to the... Uh, maybe change things up too much after the PNTT <laughs> or maybe just things just didn't go well. You know, they lost to Independence. They lost to Flint. Um, and then things started to get better. They did drop a game to Del Mar, this test team. Um, I don't know what to think about this team. They should be great. You know, they should be like a team that's um, a team that's like competing for a championship. Um, but They've just, I mean, you know, they beat Frankfurt twice. Um, and that's really it. You know, that's what they got for their 
for their big wins. Um, you know, they, you know, other than that, it's like, okay, I guess the Carbondale win. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But what, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> and I previewed, I was going to say that I, that's just based on what they first Anthony Johnson has had a bit of a down year for him. If you take a look at yeah. his numbers last year, uh, uh, he's, his game score was up at 28, 28.2, because he had 16.7 points and 11.2 assists per game. And that showed up in the NTT. I mean, he had some huge games in the NTT, as I recall, including taking down that Yonkers team that we talked about that was a one seed last year. So even though they, you know, they made the Sweet 16 and then they actually lost their remaining games after that, um, they still sort of impressed me with what they were able to do. Their problem is uh, on the defensive side of things. You know, um, they don't block a ton of shot. 52.4%, a little higher than their own shooting percentage. Um, so I, I think they are the more talented team overall. I, I would lean toward them in this game. But I wonder because Boise has a little more balance in that way, offense, defense, um, that I think that's probably why Waterloo has been a little more up and down. Um, you know, that loss to Del Mar certainly is a little bit uh, alarming. Uh, and some of the losses early in the year too, Independence and Flint. But I tend to think clear, clearly things have been changed up throughout the year. You know, you can see on the schedule page, uh, you know, tempo is changing earlier in the year. Defensive style was changing. Now they've won six in a row. Uh, they won the conference tournament. Even his starting center played four games on NA. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, that is notable. Yeah, the first four on NA, and then he's been in there. In in yeah. fillers, no, that's his name. So now he's filling a role. Uh, yeah. yeah, they they just they lack that behemoth down low, right? In a region where there's a ton of shot blocking, uh, right? We had Martinez for Yakima. We had Kelly on Ocala. Uh, and Boise has a nice shot blocker as well. Uh, that's something that's that's lacking for this team in Waterloo. Uh, that's probably going to be their downfall eventually at some point, but yeah, they, they have a lot of talent overall. They, they, they may get through this one. Yeah. All right. Looking at this region as a whole, are you going to pick or are you going to, uh, I I'll just give some general thoughts, right? I think Yakima is awesome. I really do. I think they're really good. I think Montpelier is very good as well. Um, uh, Garavaglia may prove enough for them. I, I really like Pittsburgh from having looked at them. That's another team that I think is really good. Um, that I would say those are the teams that really stood out to me as we were looking. Yakima, obvious number one seed. No you know, incredible insight is required there. Uh, Montpelier, great recent history, star player. Uh, and then Pittsburgh, I wonder if uh, as a slightly higher seeded team that could make a big run. And, you know, I, I, to be clear, that's not to discount my own team. I'm just not talking about my own team. I, I, I Hopefully we'll do as well as we can. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think I like Yakima. I mean, they're just, mm-hmm. um, you know, Montpelier definitely has a chance. I'd love to see a Montpelier-Yakima um, game, but, you know, both those teams have some tough teams to get through there. I think Norman can make a run. He might not believe in his team, but, you know, the results kind of speak for themselves. And then you guys, you know, you guys have as much firepower as anybody, you know, it's, I mean, I, I mean, you guys do but I mean, you're more of a defensive team, uh, but like, yeah, a bunch of guys that can, that can score and like score in bunches. So it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I'll probably pick Yakima, but I think it'd be you and Yakima in the, in the elite eight. 
Well, I, I hope you're right. I hope we get that opportunity. That'd be that'd be wonderful. Yeah, um, but tough to say. You know, there's it, it. There's a lot of really high scoring teams in this region. Um, so we'll see how that um, plays itself out. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thanks so much for doing this, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it.